Hi, I'm Andrea, and you're listening to the Blooming Human Podcast. Hello, Drew. Thank you for being in today's episode. Thank you so much for having me, Andrea. Drew is a master's candidate in resource and environmental management at Dalhousie, and she's also an ambassador at Stop Trashing It, an online platform and network based in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, that wants to turn awareness into action when it comes to waste habits by hosting workshops, events, creating social media content, and sharing some inspiring information through their blog. So, Drew, we will talk later about this amazing organization, but why don't we start talking a little bit about uh, your sustainability journey? So how did it start? Well, I'd say uh, it started when I was young. I guess I was brought up, um, you know, caring about everything from like a blade of grass onward. (laughs) But uh, I guess, yeah, we grew up recycling and going to, you know, trash cleanups every now and again, but I wasn't like actively participating or like acknowledging like my own contributions um until probably my first year at St. Mary's I was I started at SMU um to do a psychology program uh and for that program I had to take an introduction to environmental sciences course and that blew my mind I guess (laughs) um I didn't realize how like, I guess the state, like where the state of the world was. Um, and so I guess I, my little glass bubble shattered and I realized that, you know, recycling wasn't enough. And uh, at the end of that year, I switched my program to environmental studies. And then I ended on, ended up tacking on another degree. So I did a BA in geography and a bachelor of environmental studies. Um, and I've just kind of been tacking on, sustainable lifestyle choices. You know, you're not the first person that tells me that uh, they started in a psychology program and then they switched to environmental program. So uh, that's interesting. Yeah, you're not the first person. Wow. <laughs> and, and yeah, well, I suppose uh, uh, that led you eventually to an organization like Stop Trashing It. Yeah. Um, so I heard of Stop Trashing It, um, I think last year. Um when I started, well, I started my master's last year. So uh, probably in the fall, I heard about it um, because Alexa, the founder, um, did her master's in marine management at um, Dalhousie as well in the same uh, faculty of of management um, as the MREM program that I'm doing. Um, And so I heard about Stop Trashing It and followed them. And I'd just been sharing uh, their content, um, like on my Instagram and such. And then they had a call for new ambassadors um, in the spring of this year. And I applied and now I'm an ambassador. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. And what's the job of uh, an ambassador? What do you do? Essentially means that I spread the word and advocate for people uh, making more meaningful change by, um, I guess, taking their awareness and turning it into action. So a big part of that for the ambassadors is um, writing blog posts. Every month there's a theme for the blog. Um, I guess the ambassadors, they get to choose how they want to reflect that theme like from their own lives. I've written about, um, well, one of our themes was community, and I wrote about um, wanting to spread community awareness. Um, We need, you know, biodiversity in our neighborhood. So I 
<laughs> packaged up and uh, set a little bowl in my front yard of free lupin seeds for <laughs> for buys to plant more seeds in their yard with a little info card. Um, and another post that I wrote was um, a beginner's guide to thrifting um, because that is a, a big way. And I, I guess it's trendy now. I'll need that guy, by the way. <laughs> I'm started thrifting more often now and it's awesome. I don't know why I didn't do it before. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I guess well, I grew up thrifting um, with my mom, just like tearing. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I made a beginner's guide to thrifting because that's something that everyone can do um, to reduce their own consumption. So I guess in a nutshell, the job is the uh, of the ambassador is to take your own life experiences and your own choices and then show people how to reflect that in their own lives. And if you have to explain this organization to someone new, uh, what do you say about it? Well, I guess Stop Trashing It, I would say is a like an online organization where the community can come together. Um, if you want to participate and be involved, you are more than like, or you, you're more than welcome to. Um, but if you just want to be a, a, a viewer, I suppose, you can follow the Instagram account and Facebook and share posts that, you know, reflect with your own um, values. And so people can join this network by uh, following it on Instagram, social media, and how can they be involved with uh, the mission? Not just talking about like sharing content. Yeah. Um, so you can go on the Stop Trashing It website and there is a get involved tab that you can click on. Um, and it takes you to uh, the two first points that it takes you. Um, so Alexa started a uh, pledge to eliminate um, one single use uh item for a year. So you're welcome to um, go on the website, get involved by signing that pledge. Um, that was how basically Stop Trashing It started. Um, and there's also a survey you can take on there about um, like uh, COVID um, waste, I suppose. Um, and then you're more than welcome to, there's a section where you can fill out um, yeah, your, like send an email to Stop Trashing It to get involved in um, volunteering. So for a one-time period, whether you want to give your input or organize an event, um, you can also sign up to be a, an ambassador or do more if you want, if you want to get involved, like on the board, um, which is more of a, I suppose, a managerial role. Awesome. So a lot of possibilities to join, stop trashing it. <laughs> and now that you mentioned COVID, um, and changing a little bit the subject, but it's still related. Um, did your habits regarding sustainability change during this past month because of the global situation? Um, yeah, I would say, yeah. Um, so I'm in Nova Scotia um, and they had rules and mandates in place where uh, you were limited to the amount of times you could go to the grocery store and such. And so my partner and I had to start buying more um, pre-packaged foods. So we started buying more single-use items that would last us longer, um, which was a little disappointing. Um, but, I mean, nobody's perfect. And these are weird times. <laughs> yeah, I guess like going through little bottles of hand sanitizer. And yeah, I think the main 
issue for myself was um, the use of plastic bags when shopping, which now they're banned in Nova Scotia. Yeah. <laughs> so no more plastic bags, even if you wanted them. Uh, but definitely like food waste. Yeah, no, like in my case, like I think I became more aware of my own waste. Like I'm here eating in the kitchen near to the trash can and I can see all my like my own waste. So and um, so what would you say this year made you realize about sustainability or how did it open your eyes more? For my own personal realization, I had to come to terms with um, nobody's perfect. And I can't hold myself um, to that standard either. That's not fair. So as much as I advocate for others to make these changes, I feel guilty with myself if I, you know, I'm advocating for, um, you know, my friends to choose thrifting instead of shopping new, but I had to go and order myself new pants, right? Um, I'm not perfect. <laughs> and it's not fair to hold myself to that standard. So I guess what I realized about sustainability was we need more people making sustainable choices on a daily basis and imperfectly rather than saying I'm a sustainable person and having one person try and try to be the most sustainable they possibly can because perfect doesn't exist. Yeah, I totally agree with you because also like that environmental guilt that you're not perfect and you're not doing all this stuff, that's also bad for our mental health. It is, yeah, eco grief. It's, oh my god, it's so common. If you, I don't know, it stresses me right out. It's like the more you know, the more you stress, yes. more stress. You have. <laughs> exactly. Like in my case, I I've always been very connected to nature, and I have always enjoyed like a low waste life. But it's because it has been recently when I start my studies in sustainability that I really knew about all these problems and I really made some big changes. So what about you? Oh, I guess, yeah, well, veganism was one major thing that I did. Um, that took a long time for myself. You know, that took like months for that transition. Um, but never looked back because that was one thing that I knew that I had the privilege of doing. I could change that, that diet. Um, I guess I uh, am more conscious about what I'm recycling. So how much I um, consume and what I put into like my trash bag or my paper recycling or my organics or um, uh, refundables. So I'm more conscious of the fact that as much as those things are useful, such as organics and recycling, cutting back is more helpful. Um, yeah, I make my shampoo with... Uh, just water and baking soda. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, so I've been doing that for probably three years now. Um, so then it will eliminates the need for buying bottles of shampoo, um, which is great. So I did like a whole bathroom overhaul. So deodorant and ear, what are they called? Cotton swabs for your ear, makeup remover pads, tampons to men menstrual cups. Um, wow, those are big, big changes. Like, Small ones, but big. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're they're so they're simple to do. Exactly. Is the thing. it's not that difficult as, as as people think? I would say. Yeah, which is why, like, I like stop trashing it because they advocate for that type of change. Because you know, you're you're made aware of 
you know, the environmental situation and climate change and all that, but what can you do about it? Oh, well, if you don't want tampons anymore, go buy a menstrual cup. And then that saves so many resources. Like, so I guess, yeah, small changes, but I guess they are large changes because they have big ripple effects. Um, yeah, but um, I suppose, what else did I do? I guess, well, I've mentioned thrifting like several times because I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> <laughs> thrifting all the time. Um, trying to, you know, make more sustainable, like little Christmas presents. So um, yeah, I, that's coming. <laughs> yeah. So like I last year, it was so cute. My house smelled so good. I sliced up a bunch of oranges and uh, grapefruits, sprinkled cinnamon on them and then um, put them through a dehydrator. And I made little sustainable um, Christmas ornaments for wow. my friends instead of buying things for them. So I was able to, I don't know, I guess, make that choice as well. Sustainability takes kind of a little bit of creativity too. <laughs> yeah, but it also takes privilege. So yes, I, right. I do have privilege. I have a roof over my head, um, a great partner, a supportive family. Um, I have my education and the privilege to go and get that education um so i do have to acknowledge that that sustainable choices seem easy to me i'm like oh they're easy choices but i yeah i do want to acknowledge the fact that not everybody has the opportunity to go and make those choices yeah that's not the reality for for everyone and and that's totally true and that's totally good too if if, if you're in a stage of life that you can afford doing all these changes like maybe solved by, by by some simple than that so um so yeah we talk about all the changes you made uh during this stage of your life but would you say you have always been sustainable i would say no um as much as i would have liked to think that i was um yeah so no i, I wouldn't say i was sustainable growing up i mean we were aware of the need to recycle um and we would pick up litter along the road if we saw it like we were aware um but i guess times were different when i was growing up like it wasn't prevalent as it is now so i guess well my older sister she did her undergrad in sustainability and sociology at dalhousie and so she is three years older than me. And um, I guess she started the conversation um, about making those choices. So she started buying um, more local options and um, greener cleaning products. And so then I started seeing that from um, a younger age when I was in high school, she was in university and moved out on her own. So I got to see how her personal choices reflected in her own home. Um, and I really liked that. Um, but I didn't make those choices for myself until I also began um, education in the same realm of sustainability and environmental sciences and such, um, because I didn't have the, the drive or the emotional kick to um, get myself motivated to make those choices. So like I knew that factory farmed meat wasn't sustainable, but buying like a farm raised chicken 
was unattainable for me. So I kind of put up that like mental block, like that cognitive dissonance. Um, so I guess it wasn't until I like opened up and I started making those choices for myself through education. Yeah. And those, those not so good choices are often the convenient ones or, or the easier ones. So yeah. 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 So they're, they're definitely yeah, easier, cheaper, quicker. So if you have, you know, privilege of time or privilege of money or privilege of education, it does make that um, easier. Well, that's a big step. Like being aware, I would say, is the first thing. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. And would you say because of growing in um, Nova Scotia, like that shapes, like shape you into being more sustainable or? Yeah, I would say so. Um, uh, Nova Scotia was... I think the first province to implement a composting program, like a, like a material ban on organic uh, yard waste landfills. So we've been composting, I think since I want to say the early two thousands. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah, so, uh, it's uh, it was, it was really exciting, I guess, to know, like, cause I, my master's right now, I'm doing a, a big project with Divert Nova Scotia. Um, and they, you know, kind of handle all the stewardship programs for, you know, uh, beverage container recycling, tire recycling, all that type of stuff. Um, so I'm doing a project with them on apartment building waste management. And so I'm doing this big literature review on the history of Halifax and Nova Scotian uh, waste management. And so I guess the province and the city are internationally known for their waste management programs. So we, I guess I was really lucky to grow up where, you know, it was mandatory to source separate your waste, whether you live in an apartment or a condo or a single unit dwelling, um, your waste still has to be sorted and that's by law. Um, so I guess kind of growing up, in a place like Nova Scotia, where they tout, you know, a lot of uh, environmentalism, environmental tourism, more specifically, um, and their waste management programs are pretty rigorous. Um, it was really great to now grow up and realize that that's the environment that I got brought up in. And so that probably did play a role in where I am now. Yeah, I didn't know about that program that like, like it's law. That's, that's amazing. That that's the way it should be. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, it should be by law everywhere that you have to source separate, but it, it, sometimes it's not attainable or it seems unattainable for, you know, multi unit dwellings like apartments. Uh, And I guess a lot of people don't realize that here in Halifax, you still have to source separate um, in an apartment, like whether you live like anywhere. Yeah, like I, I live here in Montreal in an apartment and it was like, no, you can you can compost in an apartment building. And I was like, why? <laughs> so I went to this place called the Eco Cartier. It's kind of the uh, environmental consulting for neighbors something like that so they have programs on sustainability related and they told me no here you go here's your your brown uh, compost bean you can put it in your balcony and then when it's time for uh, the track to comfort compost you can just put it outside and that's what I do so 
so yeah, like um, I hope uh, other cities will follow Nova Scotia's lead on that. Yeah, I hope so as well. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to talk to you about your waste management um, <laughs> experience. I'm such a nerd when it comes to trash. <laughs> yeah, so here's it's it's like yeah, it's like I said, you like apartment. I, th- I believe if if you are less than fifteen apartment building, you can do what I do, like go find your brown bag uh, bin for compost. But then if it's a bigger building, you cannot. Apparently, there there's not uh, a logistics, f- from a logistics yeah. point yeah, of view. Yeah, that's a, a big issue with high rise, you know, like how do you vertically uh, transport that waste? You have to ask everyone to go down. Do you put garbage chutes? Do you put one chute? Do you put multiple chutes? But then if you put organics down the chute, it creates issues of smell and things could get caught. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you very much, Drew, for sharing with us uh, your sustainability path, uh, your work at Stop Trashing It, for talk to me a little bit about um, waste management and also <laughs> thrifting. Of course. <laughs> it's been a real pleasure. And before we end this episode, can you give us some advice on how to be more sustainable in our everyday lives? Oh, um, I guess kind of a quick way to look at it is take stock of what you consume the most of and what you spend your money on and then look at how you can change it. So look at your bank statements or even look in your trash bin. Is there, um, you know, uh, I just, I keep coming back to like tampons. I don't know why. (laughs) But it's like, if there is a tampon wrappers or or, cotton swabs or um, makeup remover pads in your, or like chip bags even, in your waste, in your trash bin, what can you do to change those habits? So, I mean, you could buy popcorn from a bulk shop instead of chips from a bag. You could um, buy single use or uh, reusable options for the other um, products. Um, and so, look at your bank statements. What are you What are you shopping? Are you buying a lot of coffee to go? Is there a way that you can bring your coffee cup? with you and not use uh, the single use cups. So I guess, yeah, top tip would be kind of take stock of what you consume the most, where you spend your money, and then figure out how you can make change to those um, habits and like daily choices. I will leave the website and social media accounts of Stop Trashing It in the description box of this episode. But uh, Drew, would you you want to um, add anything else? before we end it? Well, I guess thank you for having me. And I hope everyone that's listening goes and uh, gives Stop Trashing It a follow on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Um, Make sure to go to the Stop Trashing It website, stoptrashingit.org and sign the pledge to eliminate one single use item for an entire year. Um, And yeah, if you want to be involved, just yeah, get on that get involved tab on the website. Um, and I'm sure Alexa would be happy to have you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I will central I will certainly take that plate. <laughs> awesome. I'm very interested about that. Well, okay. thank you again. Um, and have a nice day. And let's just stop trashing it. That was it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoy it and learn something new. 
Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and check our website for more tips and information on how to live sustainably. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends, family, network, so we can grow this community. Thank you and until next episode. Bye.